Good morning, everyone. What a privilege. I'm Pastor Heidi, and it's a great privilege for me to be here this morning to open the Word of God on this Good Friday. It's a day to remember, to celebrate, and also to meditate on Jesus Christ on the cross. It's a day when Christians all around the world just get around Jesus Christ, his sacrifice, his gift, his life. And in this hour is such an historic day today as we uh, celebrate in each of our homes. And I just wanted to say today we are together as one. Even if we can't meet in a venue, we're all together. The Church of Christ is strong, is united, and is so grateful. And so it's with this heart, this great, this heart of gratefulness that we open the Word of God today. The title of my message today is The Cross, The End, and The Beginning. Okay, I'll say it again. The cross is the end and the beginning. Today, you are going to hear the most important message in humanity. It's changing lives today. Millions of Christians in the world today can put up their hands and say, my life has been transformed by Jesus Christ. I believe in the blood of Jesus. I believe in the cross. And now I am saved and I'm living forever through his blood. Not only today, millions of Christians can say that, but it's been the case for thousands of years of people putting their faith in Jesus. And so today it's a day again and again where we talk about hope, we talk about deliverance, we talk about healing, new beginnings, and freedom. I want all of these things. I hope you do too. The message of the cross brings all of these things to life and possible and accessible to us. So Easter is in great parallel with the Jewish um, celebration of the Passover. It's a day where um, God delivered his people from Egypt, from slavery, and brought them into the promised land. Want to know something really special? Jesus was condemned to go on the cross during Passover. And I want to talk to you today about the similarities and how the Passover and the cross brings the same message. It's the accomplishment of all things. So the people of God were in slavery in Egypt until a man called Moses, a man of God, was called by God to bring the people out of Egypt. And how God made that possible is through ten plagues that was there to um, show God's authority and God's power and to convince the king that he should let his people go. The, thing, the interesting thing about the plagues is that the last plague, the tenth plague, was the first one that involved something from the people. It involved faith. On the last day, on the last plague, Moses came to the people of Israel and said, you need to prepare a lamb. You need to eat it. And you need to get ready, you need to get um, dressed with a belt, with shoes, with shoes on and with your staff as you would prepare for a long journey. And Moses, as he was going through the people saying that's, that's what needs to happen, that was a reason for that. It's because the tenth plague was death. And the lamb was the only way to be saved and protected from that plague. I said that we needed to um, eat the lamb, we needed to eat it in a hurry, and also be dressed and ready for travel. But that's not the only thing. 
The most important thing about this is that families all across the city needed to keep some of the blood of that lamb and put it on their doorpost. That was the sign. That was a sign that death would understand to not touch these people because they're saved and they're protected. It's a sign that required action and through, and, and it worked. When death came, the people were protected. The Pharaoh was convinc convinced he released his people. And that was the first step towards the journey of the people of Israel and for us today to come into the promised land. How exciting. There's four things that come with the Passover lamb that we can also find with Jesus. Is that it required a sacrifice to save us from death, to deliver, to deliver us from slavery, and to call us to life, to promised land, and to eternal life. On the day of the Passover, on the day God delivered his people, it's recalled in the book of Exodus. And you can read it. It's in the chapter 11 and 12, if you want to read it at home. You can find the story of 600,000 families being released from captivity, from slavery. Generations that only knew servitude and slavery were finally running free. Laughing, joyful, singing. There's even a song written in Exodus that people kept singing. Thank you, Lord. You have saved us. You are faithful. And yeah, we have put our faith in you and you've not disappointed us. The cross is the same thing. Except instead of saving 600,000 families, it saved all humanity. All humanity. Through the blood of the lamb, through a, a lamb that has no blemishes, Jesus had no sin. He was sacrificed for us to be saved from death, delivered from slavery, from sin, and welcomed in to life, eternal life. In 1 Peter 2.24 it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might die to sin and life to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. The blood of the lamb on the Passover was high on display on people's doorposts for everyone to see. And on the day Jesus died on the cross, the blood of Jesus was high on display on a wooden cross for all the world to see. It's a sacrifice that came with a big cost, but that brought salvation to all. In Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is the eternal life in Christ Jesus. The same way the people of Israel were kept from the curse of death, on their families, the same way when we put our, our trust and when we put our faith in Jesus, we are saved from death. Here it says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The title of the message is the end and the beginning, the end of death, the beginning of life, the end of slavery, the beginning of freedom, 
and the end of captivity and the beginning of eternal life, of the promised land. We're going somewhere. In Colossians 1.22, it says, But he who has reconciled you by Christ's physical body to death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. Jesus on the cross brought freedom to all who put their faith in them. The same way, the same way on the day of Passover, the people were freed from slavery today by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. We are, we are freed from slavery. We are free from the bondage of sin. It says so in this Bible, in this word. You are presented holy in God's sight without blemish and free from accusation. That's only through Jesus. And that's the best news ever. It is. And finally, he didn't just rescue us. He didn't just save us for us. You know, what now? What next? Pastor Seward says it often. He didn't just rescue us from something, but he welcomed us into something. He called us in. We're not just rescued, but we're called to a better life. We're called to eternal life, a life in the promised land where joy, love is possible, freedom and peace by the Prince of Peace. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. What I like the most about this analogy and this comparison between the Passover lamp and Jesus is that the Passover lamp was just for a couple of hundreds of thousand people, but it wasn't for everyone. Jesus is for everyone. It says so here. God so loved the world. And guess what? You are included in the world. There's no way you can look around where the cross doesn't concern you as well. You are covered by this and freedom from slavery, freedom from sin, and eternal life is available to you today through the blood of Jesus and through the cross. So what? What it must have been for the people of Israel on that day. Imagine Moses coming to the people. I imagine that he just did like a big, you know, um, speech, but it also made sure that everyone would do it. And all of a sudden, people have on that day to prepare a lamb and to put blood on their door. We said it before. That's the first sign, the first plague that needed something from the people. And that something was faith. That something was, you know what, I don't understand everything. I don't understand why that, that guy Moses is asking us to prepare a lamb. First of all, I can't afford a lamb. But I need to find one. I need to, you know, take from my savings, take from what I have. This lamb is important. I need to prepare it. I need to eat it in a hurry. I need to dress up to eat that lamb, to have my belt on, to have my sandals on, my staff ready for a long journey. But most and for all, I need to put some blood on my door. It seems really bizarre to me. That's the first, the first time I hear about this. Usually, as the people of God, God has it covered without having us, us involved. Usually, we don't have to do anything. Moses, how can we trust that what you're saying right now is true? 
the people of Israel needed to put their faith in the word of God. To say, I don't understand what it, why it requires so much blood. I don't understand what's the deal with this lamb or dressing up and all of this. But I want to put my faith in the word of my God. To say, if God, you're asking me to do this for a purpose, and that purpose is freedom. I want to believe that you want me free. And then if you're asking me to put my faith in this lamb, I will. Because you're faithful. That's us today. We're looking at the cross and we're like, for some of us, asking ourselves, why did it require so much blood? Why Jesus? Why a cross? Why, you know, that was torture. Um, isn't, wasn't there any other alternatives? How can I know that this man on the cross brings me freedom? How can I know that this really frees me and changes my life? It's not until you find the next good thing. This is it. The most important message in history. Jesus on the cross, giving his life to save the world and give it eternal life. The same way the people of Israel needed to make that step of faith, we are called today, maybe for the first time, but also as Christians, to take that step of faith and to say, God, I might not understand everything, but I know I can trust you. I'm putting all of my faith in you, Lord. I believe that through Jesus, I have eternal life, and that's enough for me. Today, on this Good Friday, on this Holy Friday, in French, we still say Holy Friday, Pastor Stewart. On this Holy Friday, we are called as Christians to continuously making that step of faith and say, Jesus, I trust in you. How do I do this? In Acts 16.30, there's this story of, um, of a family just on the verge of putting their faith in Jesus. And here's what happens. The man of the house, the dad, says, Sirs, what must I do? What must I do to be saved? And they answered, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. It's as simple as that. Putting our faith and believing in Jesus. When I say I believe in Jesus, I don't only say that I believe that Jesus lived on the earth or that Jesus was important. When I say Jesus Christ, I say I believe in Jesus dying on the cross, rising for me, bringing me freedom and eternal life, and bringing me close to the Father, the creator of all things. That's what I meant. That's what I mean when I say I believe in Jesus Christ. Not only who he was, but what he did and what it means for me. What I love about this scripture is that it says, and you will be saved, you and your household, which means if your wife, if your children, if your gardener, if everyone that works in your house listens to me the same way you're listening to me right now, they can be saved as well. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Simple. Believe in the Lord Jesus, even, if you don't, even though you don't understand everything. Faith is all that's required in this. 
And the cool thing is that Sunday we're going to celebrate Resurrection Sunday. I wonder what happened on that day. <laughs> Jesus rose back from dead into life. And he won on dead. Sorry, that was kind of a spoiler alert. We're going, to <laughs> we're going to celebrate it on Sunday with all of our hearts. And today it's a bit easier to put our faith into Jesus because we know what the outcome of it already is. The Israelites didn't know what would happen after they ate that lamb. We know that Jesus rose. Jesus kept his word. Every word that Jesus said, he was found trustworthy and faithful. That's for us today. It's the end and the beginning. It's the end of slavery, the end of bondage, the end of loneliness, the, the end of anxiety and depression and sickness. It's the end of despair. And Jesus is the beginning of hope and freedom and healing and joy and love and peace. That's everything that's included in the eternal life. It comes, everything, it all comes in a package deal. Love. The love that you've maybe never experienced. The, the greatest love on earth is available to you through Christ. It's the most important message in humanity. This is why millions of Christians today are celebrating Good Friday. They're meditating on how much the cost was for Jesus to die on that cross. How big God's love towards us must have been and still is today. To have completely surrendered and went through it. I really strongly encourage you as a family today to read the end of each gospel, if you don't know exactly where to go, you just open a gospel like Matthew. You go towards the end and you just look at when the cross starts. And then you just read that. It's going to bring you lots of insights on how much it has costed to Jesus. But for now, for now we're going to pray. For now we're going to pray because Jesus is not that far away principle and religious concept. Jesus is alive, Jesus is here today, and Jesus wants to speak with you personally. Jesus wants to meet with you, and Jesus is calling you by name to the cross today. Let's pray. I thank you, Lord, for your freedom. I thank you, Lord, because when you say you're doing something, you go through it all till the end. When you said that you came in the world so that you could die for it, raise for it, and free, him from, free it from death, you were serious and you did it. And today we can celebrate your faithfulness with lots of gratefulness in our hearts, knowing that maybe once we were slave to sins, but now we're free from that. And we won't ever be but again, like Pastor Siwet was saying, it's the perfect freedom. It's perfect love. Perfect peace. And Lord, this morning, there's some people that find themselves in that situation when they don't know if they should put their faith in that.
speak to them personally today, Lord. Come and meet them in their need. Reveal yourself to them the way you did for me, the way you did for millions of Christians around the world. Show them that you are alive in a way that only them can understand. Lord, this morning we want to make that step of faith again and again to say, Jesus, we believe in you. We put our faith in the cross. We put our faith in your blood poured out for our freedom, for our sake, for the deliverance and salvation from our sin. Thank you, Lord, because you didn't just protect us from death, but you delivered us from sin, and you're calling us into your kingdom for eternal life. What a privilege it is to sing your name, Jesus, knowing what it means, and putting all of our hope in it. To you be all the glory, Lord. Amen.